I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I yes, never said Wednesday night brought to you by Kroger Own Dog Nation. I'm Jeff Sintel. You're uh, recruiting maitre d', I'm going to say, trying to serve up all the platinum five-star uh, specials uh, for all things. Um, got a different kind of show for you tonight. Sometimes we have a, a show where we're kind of pegged and anchored around a certain special guest, but when a certain special guest doesn't show up, then we have to audible, have to go Omaha, Omaha, uh, have to kind of figure out something else with the groceries you get. Speaking of great groceries, uh, Kroger is our longtime sponsor um, here on uh, Before the Hedges on Wednesday night. I got to say thank you, first of all, to everybody joining us on Facebook, everybody joining us on YouTube, everybody joining us, I guess, maybe on Twitter as well, uh, whatever. We are also live on the Dog Nation homepage. Uh, I'm actually logging into the homepage right now. You can see some live late breaking. If you guys have a question, um, I'm going to try to take care of what I see right now are 46, 44 folks that are live right now on the uh, Dog Nation homepage. Um, hope everybody's having a great night. Uh, we got a few things on the show tonight. First of all, everybody's going to want to talk about Todd Bunkin, and Mike Bobo. I think that has been the topic, which will kind of dominate maybe February and March right now for Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting. Hope you guys saw the story we put up. I believe it was yesterday around 630, I guess, on uh the Dog Nation homepage, it was like, what sort of effect is it going to have? Um, kind of going down the line, the Rayola family really expected it or was really prepared for it. They said, um, given uh, Dominic Rayola, that's the 14-year former NFL vet, um, spent a lot of years in the NFL, knows the NFL is a business, know that there's a high turnover rate, was kind of expecting that for a coach as successful as Munkin. They have an instant connection, they felt, with Mike Bobo. Kind of the same feeling there with Ryan Puglisi, the quarterback commitment in the 2024 class. Um, Ryan told me that um, he's already got a good, strong relationship with Bobo, and he feels like he's a Georgia Bulldog. It's still uh, the commitment remains strong. The same thing for wide receiver Nye Carr, the same thing for wide receiver Sakobi White. Those young men basically told me a pair of really impressive offensive playmakers that they kind of feel Georgia is more than just one coach or one single thing that they like about the program. I guess it's always good for the fan base to hear that. Uh, also, you know, we talked to Deuce Robinson a lot uh, at the first of the month when we were out in Arizona. And I think the, the main takeaway he said on regarding the potential move of Todd Munkin was that there are plenty of things that they love about Georgia. Um, plenty of stuff they love about Georgia, aside from the love that they held for uh, Coach Todd Munkin. So very intriguing, very interesting to see that, uh, hear that. Uh, it's kind of like what's kind of the, what's happening, what's kind of the, the, the really real-time stuff about what's going on with, um, you know, the, the Munkin offensive coordinator saga where, you know, listen, Munkin meant offense for Georgia, and that's what a lot of recruits are wanting to see. They're wanting to make sure that um, Georgia will still ca carry that offensive identity, identity. I think they will, certainly considering the receivers that they signed in the 2023 class, including those transfer-wide receivers. Um, Mike Bobo has a reputation for playing at Georgia. Recruits tell me that that intrigues them, and he's a former coach. And, uh, you know, kind of quite frankly, um, they know that they believe in Kirby Smart to make the moves that enables Georgia to keep winning big and to keep winning at a very, very high level and a very, very incredible rate. 
you know, with Kroger folks, that's our sponsor, Go Digital and Save Even More with Kroger, create an account on the Kroger app or website and start saving big with exclusive digital coupons. Visit Kroger.com slash sign up to get started. Uh, that was uh, this today's message from everybody at Kroger. Um, small thing, anybody have any, tri any, any trials and tribulations trying to find Valentine's flowers, Valentine's candy the last couple of days? It was funny when uh, an intrepid reporter like myself or even Mrs. Sintel tried to find some uh, Valentine's Day candy for our, for our family uh, at the 11th hour. Um, most of the grocery shelves had ro rotated their stock from Valentine's Day all the, ready, all the way ready to Easter. So one of our, one of our kids actually got some robin eggs for their uh, Valentine's candy, uh, as opposed to the traditional uh, candy hearts or something else like that. Intriguing things to think about right there. Um, always, if you want to get your Easter candy, if you want to get your Valentine's candy, you want to get your candy, period. Uh, Kroger, those aisles at Kroger, those five-star five star aisles at Kroger are the way to go. Now, we try to start fast every show after we kind of get through the first part. I know everybody wanted to hear some thoughts on Munkin, some thoughts on Bobo, the things that I've been gathering, talking to recruits. Um, got a couple of interviews actually lined up for tonight after this show. We'll be a little bit more telling about maybe those recruits that are currently not committed to Georgia, but really looking strongly at Georgia to see how they feel about the news regarding uh, the Munkin in Bobo out two-step the dogs are doing right now. But one of the things I cooked up is I got a, um, we got, we got five, we always start five. And then one of the things I want to talk about tonight right off the jump was why I feel the future of the Georgia football program has never been brighter. And, you know, for some folks that are, you know, kind of the cynics or whatever, they're like, all right, Jeff, what are you talking about? Are these whiskers on your face kind of getting to your brain a little bit? Uh, because a program that has won back-to-back -back national championships probably can't get much brighter than the supernova uh, brightness the program is at right now. But um, I, beg to, I beg to differ, sir, trying to say in my best Doc Holiday voice, because from what I see, from what I gather, from watching the pipeline of recruits, um, kind of never seen this amount of players, especially players on defense, come into the Georgia program like it has and like it's currently happening. Uh, it's really, I would say the word transcendent kind of works a little bit. But somebody had a good question. They're like, Jeff, you keep saying over and over why you think that the 2023 defense is going to be so good, the 2024 defense is going to be so good. First of all, I guess my main point there, the reason why I think the 2024 defense is going to be so good is because all the current 2022 true freshmen, the guys that played on the defense this past fall, talking about Jalen Walker, Bear Alexander, uh, Dalen Everett, Malachi Starks, and then you start sprinkling in a, a Christian Miller, you start sprinkling in, um, you know, more guys, uh, more guys from the class, and you start thinking about guys like Darius Smith, you start thinking about guys like, um, you know, even a linebacker that's kind of waiting his turn, like EJ Lightsey. Uh, but the main thing, uh, as you look at when you start thinking about 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024, I wanted to show you guys as quickly as I could why it's substantial what Georgia has built and what Georgia is building as for an architect with Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp and even Kirby Smart to have an even better defense than they put on the field in 2021 and 2022. How does that happen? Folks, it happens because of players. What I did is I looked through everyone Georgia has signed at certain specific position groups. 
And it's really mind boggling when you look at it because I counted up 31 guys that I think are going to be still a part, still kind of very strong on the 2020, uh, 2024 defense. And my criteria for the guys that I counted up for, the, for them to sign, it had to hit a lot of these whistles. It had to be an All-American guy, All-American prospect on defense. It had to be a five-star or it had to be a top 200 overall prospect. And when you look at that, the scope of guys Georgia has signed that I still expect to be around in 2024, it's, it's kind of staggering. I'm not including guys like Shmael Munden. I'm not including guys like Kamari Lassiter. I'm not including guys like Javon Bullard. I'm not including guys like uh, Javon Dumas Johnson because I think all those guys will be moved on to that Sunday league by then. But what I did when I started counting, I actually forgot one, but the number I, I got to initially was 30. And that's 31 um, overall when I included another All-American. But it is really, when you look at it, I just want you guys to get a sense, because that's what I'm trying to show here, is everybody's like, God, how in the world can Georgia be better? Well, it's just the volume of incredible players here. Let's take a look at this right now. Defensive linemen. I counted six guys that qualify for that. Uh, 2023 class, there's Jamal Jarrett, an All-American defensive tackle. Uh, 6'5", 350 right now. He's healing up that bum foot. Um, then you got 2023 five-star All-American top, top 20 prospect, Jordan Big Baby Hall. You got 2022 five-star All-American, Michael Williams, who was a top five prospect. 2022 four-star All-American, Bear Alexander. Big Bear Alexander is a top 50 prospect. 2022 four-star All-American, Christian Miller, another top 125 overall prospect. And then expect this guy. I think he's going to have a, a bigger year, kind of a breakout year this year. But I think he's going to probably need one more year of seasoning in Athens. And that's the four-star All-American defensive end, uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. He's a he was a top 150 overall prospect in 2021. So that's six guys uh, that's probably as good as anybody can sign. Moving on to Edge, and Edge is just staggering, guys. You had um, Damon Wilson in 2023, uh, Samuel and Pimba in 2023. That's a top 20 player in Wilson. That's a top 50 player in Samuel and Pimba. Another top 75 player in Gabe Harris Jr. 2022, you had Marvin Jones Jr. Um, that showed up a top 30 overall prospect as well. And then the 2022 class, you also had the four-star Darius Smith, who was a top 175 overall recruit. Guys, the hits keep on coming. Linebacker, you're including a commitment right now in, in Demarcus Riddick out of Alabama. He is a top 30 overall prospect. You include Raylan Wilson, a top 30 overall prospect, a five-star in 2023, another top 75 overall, four-star All-American in C.J. Allen, 2023. Another top 100 player and four-star All-American, Troy Bowles. Kind of expect Bowles to play a lot of star, maybe a lot of nickel, play kind of all over the back end because he's a very good coverage linebacker. Um, the son of NFL head coach Todd Bowles of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, And you keep going, four-star All-American linebacker, Jalen Walker, could play linebacker, could play edge. He was a top 50 recruit. Four-star All-American linebacker, Xavier Sori. Now, that's a guy, I think Jamon Dumas-Johnson and Shmuel Munden will both go to the NFL after this season. But I think Xavier Sori, that will be his time to step in and really thrive. Guys, you remember, he's a five-star, top 30 overall prospect. Just kind of been caught in the quagmire uh, in a log jam right there at linebacker. I think the 2024 season will be a really strong season for him. Kind of the same way Channing Tindall and Quay Walker had to really wait until their last season.
to really shine at Georgia. I think that's what Xavier Sori could do. Really fast, really athletic linebacker. And then you go to safety. There's four guys. Uh, the, counting the 2024 four-star Peyton Woodward, the 2023 All-American Janelle Aguero. Both those guys are top 40. 2022 five-star Malachi Starks. And then the 2021 four-star All-American David Daniel Sisvon out of uh, Woodstock High School, Woodstock, Georgia. He's a top 100 prospect as well. I think he will probably have one of those Chris Smith type seasons when he gets to his um, fourth full season in Athens. Uh, David Daniel, he called himself a hitman 14. He, he made some plays in that uh, national championship game and actually that Peach Bowl game against Ohio State. I don't know if you guys remember that. He had a key stop where he basically slapped the ankle of C.J. Stroud to keep C.J. Stroud from getting even closer to that field goal range and even moving the ball even closer to the goal line. Now, this is the part where it just gets crazy, guys. Look at corner. Seven more. 2024 five-star Ellis Robinson, 2023 All-American A.J. Harris, top 50 prospect. Daniel Harris, who a guy like me feels, I, can, I think he can be as good as any quarterback on this list. He's 6'3". He's really fast, sub-11 flat, speed in the 100. Chris Spiel, Chris Peel, another top 200 prospect. Um, top 175 prospect in Daniel Harris. 2022 Dalen Everett, top 30 prospect. 2022 four-star All-American Julian Humphrey. Top 100 prospect, and then 2021 four-star All-American, Nylon Green, another guy that I think will be hanging around probably for the 2021 class, another top 75 overall prospect. Man, that's a lot of dudes. Seven, then you got two more DBs. Well, I have them at DB because I think they're not really a corner, not really a safety, kind of a, a kind of a guy that can play all over the back end, kind of like what you've seen with a lot of guys right there. Jalen Hayward, top 40 overall prospect in 2024, and then the transfer, Smoke Bowie, Dayon Bowie, another top 75 overall prospect that transfers in in 2023. Um, guys, for some perspective, as I wrap up this first part of it, um, you want to know how different that is to have 30, 32 names like that all stacked up on the defense that were either an All-American, a five-star, or a top 200 overall prospect. I look to Tennessee to see how many players that they have that fit that same criteria. The number was 12. I look to Florida to see how many guys they have that hits that same sort of check marks. The number was 15. Um, so that's like twice as many as those um, hated rival, the Florida Gators. And then when you get to Alabama, I think the number I got to with Alabama, the number was 2930. So they're kind of doing the same things as well. But as Georgia folks have seen over the past few years, Georgia has really separated itself from Alabama with its evaluation of a lot of these really strong, really great prospects. Um, that's your first uh, take on our kind of big five or our starting five to start off hedges tonight. Number two, everybody wants to know, I'm going to probably slip this in every week, a simple Deuce Robinson update. Really the main thing to think about here is he has said that he will make his decision to play college football where he will play college football before April the 1st. That's the thing to think about right there. Could it take two more months? I don't think so. Could it take a couple more weeks? Maybe. But Deuce Robinson right there, um, you know, he's a guy that says he will make his commitment to college football. He does plan on playing college football, and he would likely have that decision in by uh, April the 1st. Third thing I want to talk about, this, these next couple are going to come, come a lot faster. Um, I've noticed over the past week or so, Alabama, those Crimson Tiders are starting to come after some Georgia commitments. What do I mean by that? Well, 2024 linebacker commit Demarcus Riddick, we're going to say his name a lot in this open show. Um, Demarcus Riddick uh, committed to Georgia back in the fall, committed right after the uh, Tennessee game. 
he um, just picked up a recent offer, in-state offer from Alabama. Same thing for Jalen A.P. Hayward, a 2024 uh, commitment, uh, safety commitment, Jalen A.P. Hayward uh, out of Florida. He recently picked up an Alabama offer. And then 2025 offensive tackle Micah DeBose out of Viger High School, home of Mitch Davis. Anybody can tell me they remember Mitch Davis and what number he wore for the dogs. You can drop it in the comments. That, that would tickle me to death if I we got some folks that know all about Mitch Davis and what he did for the dogs way back when, when he was a big-time contributor on the defense for the George Bulldogs, also out of Viger High School in Mobile, Alabama. And the fourth thing we noticed this week, kind of on my mind, kind of those things that blip up, think about with Georgia football recruiting, uh, Demarcus Riddick, we mentioned his name a few other times. He's now the nation's number two linebacker and the number 29 overall prospect. He picked up his fifth star on the 24-7 sports composite. Really impressive there for Demarcus Riddick. Uh, and also safety Peyton Woodyard out of St. John Bosco in California, one of those ambassador commits already for the dogs. He picked up his fifth star from Rivals.com. Uh, he was named the number one safety in the country for Rivals.com. He's also now the number 31 overall prospect in the 24 sports composite. He's knocking on the door, as Larry Legend Munson used to say, uh, of five-star status as well for the 2024 class. Georgia could potentially have really, really quickly three five-stars committed for the nation's number one class. Our fifth thing, what we've done in recent weeks, is we always try to have a, a dog nation conversation with one of our recent 2023 signees or commitments. Uh, I want you to check out this one with All-American cornerback Justin Rett. Now, his name wasn't on there. He's part of that. That makes him 31 because he was down at the Under Armour All-American game, even though he wasn't a five-star, even though he wasn't a top 200 overall prospect. Justin Rett, who flipped from Notre Dame, was another All-American type player that Georgia had stockpiled. I think that's the best word, stockpiled on the Georgia defense for years to come. Uh, we spoke to him at the Under Armour All-American game. Really impressive young man. One of those guys that really, really, um, not just surprised me, but I was really impressed by what he had to say and the way he played. Uh, he's already like 197, 200 pounds. Comes to Georgia as an early enrollee. He's been in Georgia for about four or five weeks now, um, right after the Under Armour game. Really cool conversation I had with him right there. You saw something a couple weeks back when we saw, we got Justin Rett and Janelle Aguero to share their body art thoughts on all their tattoos that they had. It was a really fun feature there. But now let's hear directly from Justin Rett. Right now, it's Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel for Dog Nation. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen at Justin Rett, 2023 cornerback signee. How excited are you to become a Bulldog and to finally jump in and start swimming? Uh, I'm very excited. I just feel like I got to keep my composure and just uh, stay smooth how I've been and just acclimate to the atmosphere and just work hard like I always have. Tell me how much work you've put into it to get to where you are today. How many hours, how many years of your life I mean, do you think you've dedicated yourself to football? I mean, it's just countless at this point. It's just a matter of consistency with me. So I like to just stay consistent and always uh, never uh, – do too less if I even if I'm feeling like I'm doing more just keep going every day and do, do work who do you do it for what's your why uh, my why is my family and that's it my family only I, I want them to be set that's my goal Justin when you think about um, the reasons why you chose Georgia then 
Are they, are they still the same or are they changed? Are they magnified or are they different? Uh, they're, the, they're the same, if not better, because they just, they just uh, show me with how they is. It's, it's, one, it's one team and that's, that's all they're about. When the lightning bolt hits you and you knew it was Georgia and you had to make that flip, can you take me back through that moment? What was it? What was that like? Uh, it almost felt like natural. It was not, no big deal to me, honestly. I just knew I was doing the right thing. Is what I felt was right. What do you put? What do you put a lot of pride in the way you play the game? Are you a press corner? Are you physical? Are you working to get better at off man? How would you describe I your say, game? I say I'm a physical corner. I like playing that press. I can play the off too, but I think uh, if I had to work on something, it'd be the off man. Give me something you've learned about a future teammate here this week that maybe you wouldn't have known without that game, without this this game week. Uh, I say uh, Raylan. He do. He be filling them gaps. He be hitting. So yeah. <laughs> Lots of people bringing up yeah. Raylan already. Um, and obviously, there's a big target here for you guys. Sometimes the coaches give you homework to say, "Hey, don't go go over crazy," but. Let him know we'd love for him to be a dog. What has been your responsibility like this week? Maybe working on a. Uh, I've been talking to Deuce Robinson a little bit here and there, but sounds good so far. But we'll see. We never know. What can he bring to the table at Georgia? What do you see out of him? Uh, I see him being a good tight end for us, doing some things, just doing some good things. He's a great player. So. Finally, uh, Justin, any nickname? What do your boys call you? Uh, they call me Jay. That's it. And I guess what do you like best about being a dog? Uh, I mean, we about to find out about about three days, so we gonna see. Got a prediction for the national championship now? Yeah, I think I think we gonna win for sure. I know we are gonna win. So, who's your game patterned after? Is it a little bit of this guy, a little bit of this guy? Who do you watch, study, pick up, pick I up? I like Jalen Ramsey a lot. That's my go-to. I like I like watching him. I like how he plays, and I pick up some great techniques from watching him. Justin, you got a message out there to Dog Nation. You're on your way. What would you like to say to the people out there? Uh, that I'm ready to come and just work and just uh, show them my best I got. Go Just, dogs, that's it. Justin Rett, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your time at the Under Armour All-American game. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Uh, voice in my head says go, so we're going to go. Um, how about that? Justin Rett. I'm telling you guys, that guy has a little something extra. Some of that... Javon Bullard type juice, you know, you kind of noticed that with um, everything going on with um, everything going on with, uh, you know, Javon Bullard behind the scenes. You guys, if you remember, we had Javon Bullard as a before the hedges guest and he wanted to be a future broadcaster. He had a great spirit about him. You know, he was telling us all the stories about the videos he was sending in because he wanted the coaches at Georgia to know that he was different because they couldn't see him during COVID times. And he definitely proved to be that. It's kind of one of those stories that we just kind of harken back and think to, you know, so we try to show you guys right now. We try to give you the answers to the test, so to speak, before you see these guys on Saturday when, um, you know, we put a guy in front of you guys on hedges and we tell you this kid impresses us even amongst the class of dogs that you guys saw on those lists we put up earlier. Um, that's kind of the thing you see uh, with everything over there. You see like, you know, what's happening, what's going on there. Um, you see, you know, basically Georgia signs great players every year, but there's something different about a lot of these guys that Georgia tries to sign. I think Kirby Smart said it best at one of his national championship pressers is he says he tries to find guys that hate to lose and that are just insane competitors, more so than anything else, more so than the talent, more so than the size and the ratings. They know that that's the environment in the crucible of Georgia football that's going to lead them to success and a lot of victories. The more guys that they have on the squad, like that, that hate to lose. And that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a phrase in athletics. You've always noticed that um, sometimes athletes find their greatest play by 
the avoidance of feeling bad or the avoidance of that losing feeling like they hate to lose more than they love to win. And that's kind of what propels them with a lot of a lot of some of the great players I've seen over the years, especially the ones that have came to play for the University of Georgia. Uh, but that's what we talk about right now before the hedges, the guys on their way to play at the University of Georgia, the ones that stand out. And right now it's hunting season where a lot of these players in the month of in the month of February, they're they're playing their seven on seven. They're starting to get started with that. But they can't make their um, they can't take any visits until March. There's a big Under Armour camp that I'll be at in Atlanta that's at the end of the month where it's kind of like lets you know the evaluation season is happening. Georgia will go out and see a lot of these players during their spring practices in late, late April, April, May. Of course, the crazy thing is Georgia recruits so well nationally. A lot of schools don't have spring practices like we do here in the Deep South. Um, that always is interesting with uh, evaluations. But then, you know, Georgia can evaluate these own guys in um, June when they get them on campus. And really, you know, June's the month where it's already starting out where Georgia tries. Remember, we've seen this for a few years now coming out of COVID. Georgia tries to line up their big official visits like air traffic controllers in June, have them all there together. We've already seen a couple of names that we'll show on the top targets right now that are getting their official visits uh, lined up where they can go check out the dogs. We've got top targets for this week like we do each and every week. This is another version right now for the 2024 class. Of course, the top target for the 2023 class, everybody knows, is still Deuce Robinson. We mentioned him in our opening five, um, opening five spot. Most important position to restock is tied in, of course, with Deuce Robinson as well. Here comes our first 2024 recruiting breakdown. Pretty, pretty neat, kind of seamless how this is coming together. All these rankings are derived from the 24-7 sports composite. Georgia currently has 10 commits. The class is ranked number one nationally, and I do feel the class will stay number one nationally for the wire-to-wire duration of the rest of the cycle. Um, six guys on offense, that's encouraging. Four on def- four on defense, um, no special teamers. I don't think Georgia will take a special teams uh, commitment at least, signee commitment at least in this class. Four guys are from the state of Georgia. Six guys are out of state. Two five-star commitments, of course, those both are on defense. Um, Five top 50 commitments, four of those are on defense. Eight top 100 commitments, that's pretty strong to be not past, not quite past middle of February yet. I guess we are in the midst of February. Um, Four offense and four defense. Um, And then top 150 commits, they have nine top 150 commitments, nine out of the 10, and five of those guys are on offense. Seven are in the SEC footprint. Three are beyond the SEC footprint. Everybody can kind of know what those are. I'll help you if you don't. You've got Ryan Puglisi and Avon Avon Old Farms, uh, Connecticut. In uh, Connecticut, that's the quarterback commitment for now, the only quarterback commitment in the class. You got Tavani Mazel, the running back commitment out of Maryland. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know if Tavani. You don't see him. You didn't see him in January. You didn't see him for a lot of the games. Uh, the big games Georgia was playing. He just, you know, when you wonder about recruits that don't keep coming to the visits, especially national championship celebration visits or late January uh, visits before uh, junior day type visits, especially before the dead period drops. And then, quite frankly, I think there's a there's sort of a duplication of skill set there where Georgia likes to find running backs when they try to have a thunder type big running back. And may, maybe that's Chauncey Bowers, 230 pound. Florida commitment there. I know he got quite chummy when he visited with uh, Dwight Phillips Jr., but Dwight Phillips, who wrote about him this week on dognation.com, really spent some time in the batter's box on that one, went hard in paint, because I, I don't think that we rang the bell hard enough 
I'm going to say that. I'm probably going to start saying that, and it's going to feel right when I do. I don't think we rang the chapel bell hard enough about uh, the Dwight Phillips Jr. commitment. We laid it out there. His dad was an Olympic gold medal winner. His dad was the four-time world champion in the long jump. His mom was an eight-time NCAA All-American in the triple jump and the long jump. Great athletic DNA there. And then Dwight Phillips Jr. is also running a 10.43 and a 4.28. I got tickled. Uh, I'm going to say that I got tickled when his dad was telling me that the 4.28 uh, that Dwight Phillips Jr. ran at Georgia on grass uh, was ugly. What pretty looking. That's probably the first time in human history, at least I've heard in scouting history, where someone was talking about a 4.28 in the 40 and called it uh, unsightly, so to speak, at least biomechanically. And we're dealing with a family that can critique how well a 4.2840 looks. Um, you know, these are some very fast human beings. Um, right there, but um, that's what I'm seeing right there with um, Dwight Phillips Jr. Um, those were the three, although the one, one other remaining commitment beyond the SEC footprint, you guys probably already noticed it as I got off on my tangent right there. That was Peyton Woodyard, the California commitment at St. John Bosco. That California pipeline with dogs is still pretty humming. And right now, folks, it's pretty amazing. Um, pure high school guys coming out of the state of California to choose Georgia. It's pretty stinking good with what George has done. I think Ernest Green, the third, is going to be a big hit. I think Ernest Green Jr., excuse me, is going to be a big hit. You've also got um, Brock Bowers. You've got Kendall Milton. Um, George is doing really good in California right now with selecting that elite talent. Uh, Georgia currently is the state with most commitments in the 2024 class. That is four. There are six offensive players among the 10 highest rated commitments. Pretty strong start for the nation's number one class. Here's a 2024 class breakdown. Currently one quarterback, that's Ryan Puglisi. Two running backs, Dwight Phillips Jr. and Tavani Mazzell. Uh, two wide receivers, Nye Carr. Uh, Three-star wide receiver, Sakobi White, who I think is just a brilliant special player waiting right there. Uh, Nye Carr was a guy I talked to also about the, the Munkin and Bobo news, and he's like straight up, he's recruiting for Georgia. Recruiting Dylan Rayola, wants to play with Dylan Rayola as well. So um, Nye Carr seems very much still in the fold there for the dogs. Five-star Landon Thomas as well. Uh, Landon Thomas is going to be interesting because I know that that family, that, that those guys, the Landon Thomas folks down in Moultrie, they were a little concerned about Monk and moving on, but they're going to wait and see what the offense looks like a little bit. But Landon, I know Florida State's coming after him, but Landon, guys, since he's committed to Georgia, hasn't visited anywhere. He's one of those rare kind of 2002-type recruits. Um, no offensive tackles, no interior offensive linemen committed. I think that'll change in the next maybe three or four months or so, three or four weeks or so. Um, no defensive linemen committed yet. One linebacker, that was five-star to Marcus Riddick. We mentioned earlier, no edge guys yet, because look what Georgia did in the 2023 class. One cornerback, five-star Ellis Robinson, one DB, all-purpose DB, and Jalen A.P. Hayward, and then four-star Peyton Woodyard, who just picked up his fifth star from Rivals, as we discussed earlier. Um, see those, all those stars next to the names, those asterisks next to the name guys, every one of those signifies that's a top 100 national recruit. And when you look and look at a, um, class board right now, and you see that many top 100 national recruits already committed, got to feel good about the future of Georgia football. Perhaps that's why we went with that title for tonight's show, uh, top targets version 2.4. Let's dive in Dylan Stewart. Uh, Washington, D.C. He was there for junior day. He was there for the national championship celebration. Long, lengthy, 
active physical playmaker there. Number nine is Sammy Brown. Something about Georgia keeps him kind of plugged in and, and really intrigued by, you know, like we said earlier, we've talked to Sammy. The thing that really you got to like this about Sammy Brown. When others would be saying, you know, hey, man, too much depth, too many players, wrong timing, wrong cycle, uh, just too many guys, too many dudes in front of the way, too depth chart, too loaded. Sammy Brown actually thinks that's one of the strongest things he liked about Georgia. I was really impressed with that answer. Four-star athlete Aaron Butler out of Calabasas, California, um, was at one time committed to Southern California. Um, he set his commitment date, guys, for July the 22nd already. A lot of guys are already getting in the paint and moving around with that. Colin Simmons told me a very strong chance, 90% chance that Georgia gets an official. LSU is a team to watch there as well. A Papa Afua out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington, one of the top rated interior offensive linemen in the country. Uh, Daniel Calhoun's another guy that set his official visit already to Georgia. I believe he's coming in that marquee first weekend in June. A lot of guys are already setting their official visits. Four-star Mike Matthews, just an amazing player, a wide receiver, basketball player. Um, Three-star safety K.J. Bolden, fully expect the dogs to get an official visit in June from K.J. Bolden. Uh, Dylan Rayola, Dylan Rayola, excuse me, he's going to visit Georgia March 18th after they get a couple of um, maybe their second or third first really good day of spring practice under their un, in, underway. That's when Dylan Riola will be in town. And folks, five-star edge, execution. I think he became another top 10 player on Rivals when those early 2024 rankings came out this week. Um, Rusty Manziel actually uh, tweeted out something that I had to, I was blown away from it and I had to kind of retweet it as well. But um, he's about 268 pounds, six foot four, six foot five. And he runs the 400 for his high school track team. He's been doing it for a while. And he ran under sub 55 seconds uh, at that weight for a defensive lineman. He does it. He runs the relay for his team. Uh, Edric Houston, man, just built different. And that's why I got, uh, I guess, old Jeff right there. That's why he's got him still at number one on the top targets list for 2024. Just off the list, some really strong names here. Um, Heaven Brown Schuler really liked that guy and everything about his makeup at Pace Academy. He's an All-American defensive lineman. Uh, DeAndre Carter, the tackle at a modern day. Uh, CJ Jackson also picked up, we can't say totally unranked because he did get a four-star ranking from, I believe, at least one service over the last week. Um, DeMello Jones, another kid out of Swainsboro, really impressed by him, really fast defensive back. Charles Lester, Cam McKell, Justin Scott is a guy that, um, out of St. Ignatius. Um, uh, I don't know why it says USC committed there on that chart, but uh, he is not committed anywhere at this time. Uh, Justin Scott, uh, five-star defensive lineman. Jordan Seaton, the guy. Folks, at St. John's College in Washington, D.C. That's the Mikhail Sherman alma mater. Really likes Georgia a lot. I think Georgia's going to be in the mix there with the nation's number one interior lineman. Um, going down the list, Malachi Tolliver just picked up a recent – Offer from the Bulldogs as well uh, out of Cartersville High School, about six foot six, big, big strapping young man. You see, that's a good list, good starter kit list of names right there for your top targets and others just off the list. Guys, been rolling through a few things on the show. Uh, now it's your turn. It's your turn to talk to me. You guys have any questions, anything you want to know about Georgia football recruiting? Um, I saw a question earlier on YouTube. I forget the name, but it was about 20 minutes ago, but I kind of logged it in in my brain. Um, I think Dwight Phillips Jr. Somebody asked me, who does he remind me of? 
first of all, he's a football player, not a track guy. And the track speed, the football speed that's verified on the track translates great. He's great short space. He can get to top gear in a step. It's almost instant. Um, there's really not a lot of Georgia football players. I mean, everybody knows that Herschel was the transcendent, right? Calls him the unicorn of running backs there at Georgia. But considering the way Dwight Phillips is running, considering how his dad was an Olympic gold medal winner that ran a 10.06 himself, his dad, Dwight Phillips, who knows more about track than probably everybody on this feed collectively combined across Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, whatever, the Dog Nation homepage. He says he really did, really only ran like five races, eight races in his life. He promised him five races last year as a sophomore. He's like, hey, son, give me five races. Let's see how fast you run so we can show these college football recruiters how fast you actually are with some legit times. And literally, he went 10.49, 10.46, 10.43. He did a 10.3 with a really bad hamstring in the state championships to win the Class 7A state title. Um, and, and really, that's a burst that we really haven't seen. I mean, it would be the fastest running back of the Kirby Smart era. I think he can do a lot of the things we saw from uh, James Cook, probably never going to be 210 or 205 like Kenny McIntosh, but he's going to create some mismatches. And good luck with a, a defense that tries to contend with him, maybe running a wheel route when you got to deal with a maybe a Landon Thomas or Oscar Delp or a Pierce Sperling or potentially a Deuce Robinson. And then you got Tyler Williams out there. And then you got um, like Yazid Haynes. I mean, you're going to have to put a backer or a safety on him that cannot simply run with Dwight Phillips Jr. And that should be pretty tantalizing to see what Coach Bobo will dial up with a weapon quite like Dwight Phillips Jr. I mean, that's faster than, you know, kind of, you know, when he got to Georgia, I think Keith Marshall was that fast. He was coming in about 4-3, but I don't think he was running 10-4s in high school the way that um, Dwight Phillips is. I think the challenge for Dwight, he's going to have to get about 190 pounds to really take that interior running in the um, SEC. Um, got some folks talking about, um, you know, one name, I'll just, you know, probably one name to think about there as well is Jeremiah Smith, five-star wide receiver commitment out of Ohio State. That's a guy that I would be very intrigued to see if Jeremiah Smith, you know, he has a strong connection there with uh, Dylan Raiola because he was committed. Uh, Dylan Raiola was committed there for six months, seven months last year to Ohio State. And I think the dogs uh, will probably eventually get a, a visit from five-star Ohio State commitment. And folks, Jeremiah Smith is just stupid good. And you put his name up there with any number one wide receiver we've seen in any class over the last four or five cycles. Um, checking out Facebook right now. Um, you know, and that's one of those things I wrote when I wrote about um, Dwight Phillips Jr. I made sure that uh, his father's words carried the narrative there about could potentially run a 10 and could potentially run a 4.1. He spoke about biometrics. He's talked about how his back lean and his, back kick was working and he thought really thought a 4.1 would eventually be possible for his son and folks that is as fast as it gets um today um let me see facebook appreciate your kind comments appreciate everybody watching hanging out on before the hedges again on um a wednesday night of course this circulates and eventually becomes a podcast on spotify on soundcloud on your favorite uh apple streaming podcast platform as well 
Um, Brett Womack has an opinion there as well. I think you know, folks, Dylan Ryle is a guy that's going to attract noise. He's going to attract, everybody's going to take another look at Georgia as well. Um, Peter MSP, I, I realize that, but uh, listen, Dwight Phillips has been around track a lot more than me. Um, I think 4.20, 4.21, 4.22 would be very intriguing. I think the thing for Dwight Phillips Jr., you know, he's eventually going to get to 190 um, and then 190 or so. And, you know, maybe 175, 180, he can run that fast. But, you know, it's a lot of mass. Um, Peter Osborne Jr., Porter Osborne Jr., excuse me there, sir. Uh, do I think Bobo and Stacey Searles will go back to trying to recruit the tall athletic linemen like they did in the late 2000s? I don't know about that. I think length is really important today in this this game. And you see what they're doing. You know, height, height and length is just going to be a, a fixture of Georgia's recruiting metric and what they look for right there. I mean, Marius Mims, great example. Um, then Andrew Thomas is not that not as tall, six foot five or so. And look what he's doing. I think really um, you look, you know, Broderick Jones, six foot five. I think Georgia has kind of found that sweet spot with the type of tackles they're looking for six foot six, six foot seven. That's what um, Monroe Freeling is as well. I think they're looking for a big athlete that can move uh, more than anything else. Um, Cody, Tony Wilson, bringing in some wide receiver uh, noise. Um, you know, Zion Reagans, you mentioned him. I don't know if that's a, that's really a fit anymore for Georgia. Uh, Mike Matthews, I think is going to be a very competitive recruitment. Um Oh, Porter Osborne with a little ECI Bulldogs reference right there. Washon Ely uh, set back. Um, John Adams, yeah, you know, the thing about Dylan is Dylan is, you know, Dylan, I don't know if many people know this, but he's he's about 6'3 and a half and about 220 right now, but he was chubby. He was like 6'1, 230, 230 or so when he was a freshman, and he had to really change his body had to start eating right, started eating clean, started working out. Uh, I know it was interesting when uh, I saw him work out, throw a lot of balls. And, you know, then he had a routine where he had to measure off 200 yards kind of around the field, halfway of the diamond of the field. And I think he had to do like 15, 200 yard sprints or at least 10, 200 yard sprints after a throwing session. And that's the type of wheels that will give him the ability late in the games to reach down and um, to break out some first downs. Um, Jerry Dogs fan. Yeah, yeah. Landon Thomas really loves Georgia, always has loved Georgia. Guys, that's a before the hedges. I hope I've been able to um, crank the wheel a little bit, get you guys thinking about the 2024 class. I always try to bring perspective to what we're writing about and what we're seeing here with the class. I was able to, hopefully I was really able, I spent a lot of time on it, but I really wanted to show you the names. If you go back and you're just joining the show, I really outlined 30 two players, 30, 32 players that Georgia has signed on defense that will be available for the team over the next, at least over the next, at least for the 2024 defense. That's why when I make that statement and I'm not trying to say, Hey, look at me, it just feels evident that the players that they're bringing in, there's more of them. And they're as good as any player players that they brought in, even the Nakobe years, the Channing Tindall year, years, all the years where Georgia has stacked up the talent, I think the cupboard has never been better. Never been better. Never been more, never been better guys. Never been more quantity and quantity, qu 
quantity and quality of guys going to play for the University of Georgia, the two-time national champion, uh, University of Georgia. Folks, if you've enjoyed it, consider subscribing to YouTube. Uh, consider uh, hitting that like button, letting you know, like, hey, we just do this every week. It's a labor of love. Been doing it for six, seven years. I believe this is easily the longest running weekly live recruiting show, weekly recruiting show where we talk all things Georgia football recruiting. Back to the days of the barking dog, Peaches the dog. She's around here somewhere and the squeaky screen door. I enjoy it every week. It's one of the things I'm passionate about telling the stories of these young, great players uh, across the country. And a lot of them will go on to play uh, for those dogs in Athens. I'm Jeff Sintel. It's been a hoot. It's been a great night. It's been a blast getting the chance to sit in and talk to you guys about Georgia football recruiting. That's your intel. Everybody be well out there. Be blessed. Uh, hug those that you love and tell them how much they mean to you because it, it really is what this life's all about. I'm Jeff. Thanks for the time. And we'll see you guys later on the pages of dognation.com. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.